So I thought of a new one. Okay. Oh, no, I'll save it for the end. I'll save it for the end. Okay. Let me write a note. It's writing sound. Put that right there. One more word. Finish it up with it underlined three times. Okay. Just do what we supposed to do. We shut it down. This is we're <clears throat> I would like to, to welcome the audience to Telefriends. This is episode 12 of our podcast. What do we do here on 12? Tele- fuck. Hold on. Back it up. Can you do See, this? This, can, this is, can, this is do, where you put me in the high grass out, out, I know. out, the, out the gates. Can you do Because you know my script is written as me talking to the people. Yeah. Can you do a Michael Winslow rewind where, sound? Whereas you try to start framing it as me talking to you, and then I get into weird, oh, tense territory. Do you, should we rewrite it? I don't know. Well, we should just get it fucking memorized. <laughs> yeah. So or welcome learn to how to speak. Yeah. Sorry. Welcome to Telefriends episode twelve. Episode twelve. <laughs> That's how we do that, right? Sure. Well, uh, <clears throat> this is our. Welcome to Telefriends. This is episode twelve of our podcast. What do we do here on Telefriends? That's not how this starts. No. How does how does the shit start? Welcome to Telefriends, where we're listening to the calls. Nope. Yeah. Welcome to Telefriends, where we're listening to the messages our callers leave at three zero four five one eight. Champs. Champs. My name is Casey. Your name is Bo. That's hello, true. Bo. Hi. I have heard all these calls. You know shit about shit calls concerning <laughs> like not altogether man you're a smart dude i mean i understand i was gonna say i understand how calls work i don't understand how fucking calls work <laughs> yeah. okay i got a question for you say say right now there's like some kind of mm-hmm. why the last manian some kind of apocalyptic the the, the rapture is real okay and people stop manning switchboards. Is this fucking still switchboards? What, whoever is controlling our calls. How long is my cell phone going to last without a human upkeep somewhere? I think... Huh. At what point will it stop working? Well... A day? No, I think there has... Is there every minute a guy who has to flip another switch to make no, sure ourselves no, 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 work? No, 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 Because, I mean, so much of the data is, you know, it's so much. I think it could last. Yeah. Because, like, I watch, like, apocalyptic fiction. I'm really into apocalyptic fiction. Mm-hmm. And I always wonder, like, what point is it just, like, all of a sudden it just doesn't work? Because, like, the server farms and shit, like, assuming the grid doesn't go down, and I feel like you have to That's turn the power it, grid. Right. Assuming the power grid doesn't go down, and it feels like you need to turn it off, not turn it on. You're not constantly turning it on. It seems like you would have to turn it off to turn it off, right? So, like, conceivably, you'd be able to charge your shit, right? Mm-hmm. And then it seems like there's no 
reason if everybody just died for no reason spontaneously like yeah. there's no reason for the servers to stop working there's no reason for the yeah i wonder how long cell towers to stop where i mean they would break down and they malfunction yeah. and stuff but, but would it be years i think conceivably you could have years that's crazy right and you'd just be googling how to turn all that shit back on anyway right yeah. <laughs> during that time how does anything work would be my first google search <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I would one. To... What happened, to everybody? <laughs> See if anybody on Reddit has got a theory. Because <coughs> that's probably where the answer is going to come from, right? Because mm-hmm. I want to re- check Reddit, and it'll be like a picture of an animal doing something, and yeah. then right below that will be why apocalypse happened. <laughs> Let's take a phone call. Uh, I've got a phone call about phone calls. Oh, where? Number two. Hey guys. Um, so, it's Adam. Figured you should know that. (laughs) Um, and I had a question. I'm with some friends in a car driving to San Antonio. And we wanted to know what is, you know, what is the ideal, what the ideal number of rings to wait before you pick up a phone? Now, we all know nobody picks up a phone. But if you were going to pick up a phone, like, how many rings would you wait to pick it up? And, like, what would that mean? Any other questions? Do you have any other questions? He's in a car by himself. I mean, like, what? <laughs> we'll call back if we have any other questions. Thanks, <laughs> Adam. We might have some more questions. Keep us posted. Especially if we have traffic. All right, bye. Yo, so, it's, so like, I think he's getting at, like, 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 if you fucking text somebody or whatever and they just send back the letter k and they're like not really fucking with you right like is that but yeah. so he's saying that like like when you call what's the appropriate amount of times to letter if my phone rings i fucking pick it up yeah but that wasn't always true i think when phones were our primary source i remember like <clears throat> letting a couple of rings you don't look too eager it's the same way with like text you wouldn't, like, reply right away when texts first were... I have fucking... This is the thing. I have no chill when it comes to this shit. Like, yeah. I, Just because I just don't give a fuck. I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> well, I certainly don't anymore. Like, right. I'm my like, phone rings, I just fucking answer my I'm phone. Just, or I don't. It's depending a, on the situation. Like, if It's such a fucking novelty that my phone rings. I'm not waiting for a couple rings. <laughs> Even though now I uh, have the... Uh, Taku is my ringtone. Nice. And so I let it play a little bit. <laughs> yeah, because you got to jam out a tiny yeah. bit. But yeah. if I can pick up my phone, I pick up my phone. If I don't... Lately, because you know how like if you like decline the phone call, you can send the text message that says, sorry, I can't talk right now. Yeah. But... L- can you personalize those? Yeah, you can send a custom message. And if I okay. can do that, I will. To be like, hey... Get up off my nuts. This is why I'm preoccupied. Yeah. Um... Do you turn your phone off? Almost never. Huh. One t- one one place I turn the phone off. Movie theaters. Oh, right. That's it. I I turn my phone off every night. Not a lot of people get a hold of your boy. Like all the people I know, like call me when it's appropriate. Me neither. But I'm just saying, like, it never bothers me. I have I don't know. I just feel like I have a hard. Hard enough time sleeping than having a yeah having a light turn on maybe sometimes in the middle yeah. of the night like no thanks and then if it happens twice you're gonna spend every night looking at it to see yeah. if that happened again 
Yeah, I feel like if I need it, I can turn it on. I don't know. But then I feel like I'm a crazy person because no one fucking turns off their phone but me. Yeah, and in fact, I don't know. <sighs> what do you get? I don't know if I can talk about this without being a bummer. We're allowed to talk about bummer things. We just don't encourage bummer calls. Okay, well, here's the thing. I used to have, like, a problem with my phone. Okay. Right? And I'm only saying this because... And we were just talking about fucking comedians and their public bloodletting, and that's not what I'm trying to do. But we are on a podcast that people can hear or whatever. Yeah. And so I know that I personally have been very much... I've had my life very much positively affected by the podcast that I've heard. Specifically, a couple of episodes had a very profound effect on me. All right. And uh, so I feel it is our duty as broadcasters. Duty. Yeah. That if we can, like, do that, you know, if you can, like, share your weird shit or whatever and then make it so, like, there's... Person going through that same shit doesn't yeah. feel alone in that It's a great shit. feeling to be like, oh, yeah, I know exactly what that feels like. Or, right. Yeah, I relate <laughs> to that. So, for a while, I developed this, like, increasingly intricate, uh, obsessive-compulsive habit thing about my phone. Mm-hmm. And it was fucking... It got weird, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, Give me one example of, like, a weird thing. I wouldn't go to sleep every night until I turned off my phone... And put it under the passenger seat of my car. Okay. No matter where you were. Right. What did it being in the car accomplish that it being in the other room? What? I had this thing and I still struggle with it. And fucking having a podcast is like weekly fucking immersion therapy for dealing with it. Mm -hmm. But I had this thing for a long time that I call the blurt fear. Where I was like terrified... I was going to blurt out something, like, horrible mm-hmm. at any given moment, right? Okay. Like, as a Tourette's-like, uh, just uncontrollable blurt. And not to, you know, trivialize the plight of anybody who actually has Tourette's syndrome, which I do not have. Um, Bow blurt, phone fear. So, I think the idea was to create a great many steps in between me. With the ability to blurt to anyone yeah. in the world. Right. That makes sense. Does it? No, I mean, because <laughs> it was like it, like because like it, like negatively, like I mean, I'm not telling you it's normal, right? Because it's, it's not. It's clearly not, and you're aware of that for sure. But there's a certain logic to it, to that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, so like when you go to therapy and stuff, they're like, yo, like, you know, it, your problem isn't your problem until it negatively affects other aspects of yeah. your life, right? And so like. And at the time, I was like, this does not negatively affect any, like, negatively affect any aspect of my life. But it, like, really fucking did, you know? Because, like, my phone was in my car. I worked late nights. My mm-hmm. phone was in my fucking car, and it wasn't on for the longest time. So, like, the shit wouldn't be on till like, noon or whatever. Um, and the other... No, but also, the real thing that made it weird is because I was, uh, you know, in a sort of nascent relationship with the woman who would one day become my wife. Um, Your future wife. My future wife. But your ex-girlfriend, your future wife. Not my ex-girlfriend. You got married and made her and made her your ex-girlfriend. That's not true. She's not your girlfriend she, anymore, Bo. She's your ex-girlfriend. She's not my ex-girlfriend. We never <laughs> broke up. You have to break up to make an ex. Um 
but like you fucking can't trust dudes who are weird about their phone. Yeah, and you, you and you would be like, this isn't what you think, right? It's but that's exactly it's not. what that guy would say. Exactly, but it's like, oh no, I'm doing this fucking bonkers thing that I super don't want to own up to. So like, <laughs> it's just so I look like the fucking worst textbook dude who's weird about his phone because he's yeah. being so like. What you should have done is just bought burners every day. <laughs> And yeah. the end of the night, just take a hammer and smash it in front of her. <laughs> just talk about how extravagant you are all the time. Oh, man. It was weird. But uh, I'm happy that's not where I'm at these days. But I, and I don't know that turning my phone off every night is a holdover from that. Because it's a sort of thing that I did that before. I can see the comforts in knowing that you're unreachable. Yeah. There's something about that yeah. that's nice. Um. Anyway, it's weird. That's a that's a story about me. <laughs> so, whatever. <laughs> I'm trying to think if I have anything like that. That one of those things that like is semi normalized for me now. But yeah, if, when I think about to think it to other people, it's like mm, yeah, that's pretty weird. It's not normalized to me at all. Like yeah, the, like now looking back on it, I'm like so. I like because that shit like. Stuff like that really um, is becomes like an ingrown hair. Like, mm-hmm. it really becomes like a festering, infected part of your psyche or whatever. And it's like, if you don't fucking air it out, like, that shit can be a real, real problem. And, like, I'm really happy that I, like, talked about it with a person. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about it now. Yeah. Like, it was a fucking problem for a while. <laughs> like, and... I don't know. Looking back on it now, I'm like, man, yo, there was a, there was there were some moments there where it was touch and go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, I feel like, I don't know, I feel leveled out. Yeah, I think I'm pretty perfect. Yeah, I, I can look at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't think of anything that. So to answer your question, Adam, three rings. Yeah, of course it's fucking three rings. Why wouldn't it be? We had a caller who has uh, been doing some catching up and had some. Thoughts about a previous episode, and that's call number six. Okay. Yo, I couldn't make it through episode nine. There's like so many fucking things I wanted to call in about. This is Will, and I'm gonna be Professor Will for this episode because I have some answers about black holes and time and theme songs. Namely, that the Digimon theme song goes Digimon, Digital Monsters, Digimon are the champions. Change into Digital Champions too. Tame the digital world, which I feel like is more propaganda against what I'm about to tell you about black holes and fucking time, because all of them are just allusions to the fact that we're in purgatory. It's against a... You're breaking up. Is he in a black hole? Also, Lydia, (laughs) I have a friend who reads to me the paper often as I clean my kitchen and other books, and it's the most fantastic thing on Earth. Yeah. I highly suggest it to everyone. All right, I'm going to call you guys again with some other shit. Casey, Bowie, I love you. Oh, Casey, by the way, I played a lot of fucking games in my time, not to like, but like the, the tabletop ones, top three DM for sure. All right, goodbye. Thanks, buddy. Casey. Top three DMs. Uh, according to a guy who plays a lot of tabletop he games. He does. I'll take that. I've, yeah. 
I I think you're top three DMs. No Thanks, buddy. How many different DMs have you had in your life? It's really Ooh. just you. Ooh. Ooh. Easy to be in the top three, then. Yeah. You're number one. I enjoy it. You killed me one time, and it gave me a nightmare. I'm pretty pr- That's one of my most proud dungeon mastering things. Fucking was so fucked. Like, if I, I mean, I don't feel good about giving you a nightmare. I think I you want do. nothing but good things for you. <laughs> I think you I know do. you're going to be okay. Yeah. At least from that. Right. But to have somebody be affected away from the table, yeah. that's pretty great. It was pretty grisly. Yeah. Like, the best part about playing... The best. What'd you do? You cut me in half, like, diagonally? Yeah. And, like, had my fucking the guy stomped the top on of my body slide yeah. off and... Fuck that. Yeah. Up. It was like a Frankenstein's monster <clears throat> fella taking it to you. But that's, like, the best part of playing... Dungeons and Dragons for me is when you get I to would kill your friends. Walk outside and like everybody's still talking about what happened. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I know I did it right that time. Man, I love D and D. It's been a while since we played. Yeah, when you get that going again, we sh- we do. Good ideas. What do you think about the idea that we live in purgatory and that? I think motherfucker been watching Lost. Yeah, and that what Lost ended up being. I don't know, man. I didn't watch that show. I think the end of Lost was like. Because <laughs> it was the thing where, like, three seasons earlier, all the fans were like, yeah, it's purgatory. And they're like, no, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> Shut up. No. Let's wait, like, three years. <laughs> They'll forget. Do you think it's more likely that we are in a purgatory or a simulation? Neither. We're just a bunch of advanced bugs scuttling around a rock. Fair enough. Flying through space. I definitely would will, but I, I full-on believe that time is an illusion. That is, it'll go till it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And that doesn't scare me. It's no or, bummers. No. Dog, come on. It doesn't bum me out. <laughs> it's, it, I, it doesn't do anything to me. It's just, it feels like fact. It feels yeah. like the inevitable. Do you remember when we had a contest to name our show? To name the show? Yeah. Ish. We were having, we were taking suggestions. We couldn't, yeah, yeah, we didn't know what we were We ultimately didn't use any suggestions. <laughs> yeah, we kept the thing we called it. I want to throw, the, I want to float this idea at you. It's, you know, reject it or don't. Okay. The caller who names your unborn baby. Uh-oh. Gets a free, brand new, tell a friend's t-shirt. Okay, if we have a caller who calls in... And gives me a name I genuinely like enough. Yeah. That you name your child that? To take to my wife. And she genuinely likes it enough to name our breathing child. Your human baby. My strong, athletic female daughter. If I choose their name for her, I will 100% get my t-shirt. Okay. So, it's 304-518-JAMS. James. If you want to name Casey's. Strong, athletic, female daughter. Homeschooled female daughter. <laughs> DJ homeschooled. If you can think of something that goes with Tecumseh, is it like a middle name? <clears throat> It'd be really, really good. Clankly Tecumseh. That's the name. That's the, the working title right now, <laughs> is Clankly Tecumseh. <laughs> that's the worst, right? Oh my god. Clankly. Where are we going? Uh, let's get it up with call number... One. 
Hey, Telefam. Hey. Uh, it feels like it's been a while since you've done that thing where you make up a movie and then decide who's going to be in it. <laughs> uh, so I would like it if you guys would do that thing. But I've done some of the work for you. So like, here's here's a story you can work with. Okay. Um, basically, it's like dystopian future, of course. Sure. Um, where... Uh, the can we just go ahead and assume dystopian for all future? When we say future, if you <laughs> From don't... where I'm sitting. Like, <laughs> if, you, if you don't say, like... Science fiction-y great future. We all know it's going to be dystopian. The thing is, is I feel like the future is going to be both dystopian and utopian. Does when, that make sense? When's the best art made? That's. I feel like that's bullshit. No, that's hundred percent bullshit. It's what people say to make themselves feel better yeah. when things are going bad. That's bullshit. Yeah. Um, the best things are made when great artists want to make art, and when it's yeah. The best things are made when the Rent There's is, Folgers in your cup. Nah, dog. When the rent's cheap, like the best shit's made when the rent is cheap. Okay, sorry. Crackle, crackle that thing. The best up. shit is made when rent is cheap, where you can just fucking be like, "Yo, I'm just gonna work three days a week and fucking knock out this art." Like that's. Is this the platform where the rent is too damn high, guy? Yeah, basically. Is that what he was saying? Like he was trying to. Everything will be happy. We just get to take care of this rent. Yeah, dude. Like he was trying to protect the cultural fabric of our nation. Like I don't. I'm not Shit, I feel bad for making fun of that guy. I'm saying you shouldn't. He looked like a weirdo. He that did. didn't help anything. That's where weirdos flourish <laughs> is the cheap rent, dog. Like that's the whole deal. <laughs> All right. So dystopian future. The corporate overlord, overlords of a medical device company have invented a machine oh, shit. that can determine gender prior to a child being born. I'm not talking about biological sex, oh. but gender. And the trend is that people start aborting pregnancies for non-cisgendered children, right? Okay. So that's just the basic thing. Oh, the device is called the gender. <laughs> uh, no, it's not. <laughs> that's really all I have. So I would I would like for you guys to like you know make an actual plot uh, and then put some people in that movie. Um, this is also going to be the movie that the Wachowskis are going to make that will extend their six hundred million dollar line of credit. Fuck yeah! So you need to get some stars in there. All right, thanks. Bye. <laughs> I got. Let me float this. Are you going to get into casting? Mm-hmm. I'm going to start do with casting, casting first. Okay, before you do that, play, play call number five before you start talking about casting. Are you sure? Yeah. Hey, I had a quick uh, tech support question. Uh, can we bring back Polly Shore? Thanks for your time. <laughs> Just an idea. Yo, to, I, sorry, yeah, to that I say absolutely. Sure. The thing, Polly Shore never left. <laughs> I think he diminished. He 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 went. He's he's at a distance now. <clears throat> you know what Polly Shore should be doing? Polly Shore starring in Jindar the movie. Do you want to go with Jindar or Polly Shore first? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm uh, I don't see any reason Polly Shore can't be in Jindar. Here's what, the, the name I want to float. Okay, you're gonna get working at the title. I'm. I'm the wheels are turning on the title. Okay. Um, but John Leguizamo, Johnny Legs, John, Jonathan Legs. <laughs> Is Joey Joey Pants in this too? Is it Legs and Pants? <laughs> put your Leguizamos, <laughs> put your pants on one Leguizamo at a time. <laughs> uh, 
I mean, here's my thing. I love Leguizamo in serious roles. Okay. Give me give me one example. Tybalt in Romeo and Juliet. That's your serious role? He's the best in that fucking thing. Okay. He's also great in John Wick. Okay. Uh, which is not like serious, it. serious. Yeah, but I'm yeah, saying yeah. like he's not being I the pest. Yeah. Or he's not being... He's not... Yeah. Comedic relief. Um... But it's a Wachowski's joint, so they're going to have Tuppence Middleton for sure. Um, <laughs> so for where Middleton? <laughs> the most British name in the world. Yeah. Um, well, they're, they're Joey Pants sponsors. Joey Pantley. Tup- Joey tup- pa- jo- I can't say his name. That's um, Gendar. It's called the Gendar? Yeah. <laughs> like a radar, but for gender. <laughs> no, I get it. <laughs> But doesn't Radar stand for some shit? Nope. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Can you prove me wrong? No. Fuck. I'm sure it does, though. It certainly does not. Um, No one will ever tell us otherwise. I want to say John Leguizamo plays a fucking... uh, Doctor... like 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 a GYN tortured by... The demands of his patients. Okay. And he... So, and here's the other thing. Is in this dystopian future, um, babies are not born by way of natural childbirth. Okay. How are they born? They're fertilized, like, out, like, in a lab. Okay. Everybody's two babies. Two babies all the way. So, instead of... Everybody's two babies, two babies. Like, when they fucking, like... When they fucking, like... To use the gender, gender to determine, and then they're like, "No, that should probably stand for something." Gender detecting automatic relay. You go ahead and keep talking. I want to work on it. So, like, so what I'm saying is, Leguizamo is like, "Yo," they're like, "Yo, legs, abort this child. It's not a fucking cisgendered fetus." And legs is like, "Okay, cool, I'll do that," but he's not doing that, (gasps) and instead. He's got all these kids. Yeah. And they're like the Baker Street Irregulars. He's got like a gang? Yeah. Kid gang. Okay. And what are they doing? I don't, come on. Chime the fuck in, man. Like, well, you're, t- you're spinning a tail <laughs> and I'm wrapped up in it. <laughs> Tag in. You're, you've got me enraptured with your wonderful stories. Oh, man. So, so they are going... But, like, Polly Shore is the head of a rival gang. Polly Shore is the president of Jindar Cor- Corp. Oh, he's, like, slick back, Polly. Yeah. These kids, this ragtag gang, are trying to break into Jindar Corp to take down from the inside. They're going to change the code. Yeah, but so no, it's or, all or, gonna read. It's gonna, yeah, all these are gonna be cis kids, as far as you know. So every all these kids are gonna get families instead of having to join the Lonely Hearts Club gang. <laughs> That's not what they are. But so they all have particular sets of skills. Yeah, like lock picking. Yeah, and they're gonna break into the, this place. And hacking and is a hacking change, kid. Change it, yeah, from the inside. Um, there's one kid that can climb anything. There should be something about changing from the inside. <laughs> what, but what if they ultimately find out that the gender is a sham? Yeah. 
that it always has been. And it never worked. And Polly's like has a big emotional scene at the very end where he's breaking down about it. Yeah. But what if? Unless. What if? <laughs> okay. What if, what if, instead of being in the Jindar movie. Okay. There is a reboot, not a reboot, a television adaptation of the movie Biodome. But in this case, it's starring Brecken Meyer and Seth Green. Okay. And they like uncover an old biodome and they're <gasps> like, we're going to fucking be in a biodome, right? Or they crack it open and Polly Shore and, and he's fucking they were still, still there. there. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like Encino Man and Biodome <laughs> all together. He's, he's, he, he Encino's his own dome. <laughs> it's the Encino Dome. <laughs> I'll watch both of these movies. Yeah. Well, the one's a show. Yeah. Clearly. It's a Netflix original. That's the thing. <laughs> Polly Shore, they can tell he's there, but he's staying one step ahead of him. Yeah. <laughs> and then at the... <laughs> and there's a season one reveal at the finale, and it's Polly Shore. This is not as... It's episode 12. Not as weird as episode 11. A few things are. Yeah, it was a weird day. Well, you know what? Let's, let's bring it down a little bit and get into call number three. This relates. Hey, Telefriend. Hey. So I'm a new listener um, because I have a new friend who introduced me to your podcast. And I'm really glad he did because I have thoroughly enjoyed it. Can we just... I have no idea who this is. Okay, one, that's fucking awesome. Two, I think this is a good time to reiterate the, the, the best way to get your call played on Telefriends. No bummers. New listeners to the front of the line. Yes. Um, so far. Thank so you for this. I have had several lovely, lovely conversations with said new friends about consciousness, um, perceptions of reality, oh, no. the meaning of life, uh, you know, standard getting to know you stuff. Yeah. But it got me thinking about deja vu. And I don't mean this silly glitch in the matrix, double cat type of deja vu. Everybody knows Deja Vu is a collision of the Matrix. Yes, and this episode is brought to you by the Wachowskis. <laughs> I'm talking about head-to-toe, full-body memory that, oh shit, I've experienced this exact moment before type of Deja Vu. Uh-huh. So I have definitely had these experiences before, and while they only last for a few moments, they leave this eerie feeling of faded memories. So I'm curious to hear about your all's experiences with deja vu, what that felt like for you, and why. Why does this phenomenon occur? Like, what is the purpose other than completely creeping people out? <laughs> so again, I want to start. I want to start by saying thank you for your call. Yeah, yeah. Welcome aboard. Good job, listener, for recommending. That's that's how this works. Yeah, that's how we how we are a thing. As we, you hearing me say this, say, yeah, this guy does say things that are interesting. Unlike the sentence he's in the middle of now. <laughs> Yo, My like, friend, name here, would love this. Have you? Can you recall a powerful experience you've had with deja vu? 
No. Neither can I. <laughs> I was a shot in the dark whether or not you had ever experienced deja vu. I've experienced it a ton of times. Um, but the, the, the thing, that, um, the thing that, that intrigues me about this call is not necessarily the phenomenon of deja vu, which I think is a shared human experience. Yeah. Um, I think it's your mind trying to make yourself I think see it's a, patterns. Yeah, right. It's a pattern-seeking thing. Yeah. The brain wants patterns. Um, and when it sees them, most of the time, we it doesn't occur to us. But sometimes when it hits, our brain might pick it up differently. I also think we're all... I'm a, a scientist. You are a scientist. I'm a very tall scientist. <laughs> You're seven foot five and speak three languages. Science. Science is the language, the yep. universal language that yep. you speak. Math um, and science. <laughs> and English. What... <laughs> Yeah, so the thing that's intriguing to me about this call is not that the deja vu part about it. It's she wants to know the purpose of deja vu because, you know, so many things that we experience have like a fucking evolutionary purpose. Like your hair stands up, mm-hmm. you get goosebumps to like make yourself appear to be bigger when you were covered in hair and thus like. Yeah. Um, and I don't know that there, ne- there needs to be a purpose for everything. Thing. I, but the other thing is, get, yo, you want to get weird? Let's fucking talk about it. Here's the thing that I think for no reason other than I think it. Okay. I believe that the natural world of plants and animals is connected by a shared consciousness and that human beings evolved to be apart from that consciousness. And I think we... This is stupid. I, I see your look. No, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. My, I'm thinking. <laughs> You you you, have, you cannot build a house of you're not looking at me in the face. Sorry, that is your game I'm playing. Okay, so there's that, and I also think everybody's a little bit psychic. Let me tell you a story, not about deja vu, <laughs> but about a time I was psychic. Um, I was fucking. I had to go get some groceries. My sister sent me to the store and was like, "Yo, I need forty dollars worth of shit," and I was like, "Okay, cool," but I only had twenty bucks. Right? Mm-hmm. And then I had my nephew in the back seat. We were like, I was like, yo, we're going to do this thing. And it's going to work. And it fucking worked. So my nephew's in the back seat. And uh, he's like, yo, where are you going? You're not going to the grocery store. And I'm like, I know. I'm going to the motherfucking gas station right now. And he's like, word? And I'm like, yeah. And I bought a fucking, the big ass $20 scratcher. Right? Whoa. Doubled my money, had enough money for the fucking gas station, <laughs> rode out. But like I like knew it was gonna happen. It was like very much like yeah. You just had is, such a feeling. This or... is gonna work, no problem. Like, See, and I, think... I believe that everybody's a little bit psychic all the time. I feel like you could fuck. I feel like you perceive things that are, are going to happen and recognize those patterns. And like, like did you, you read Dune? You know how he talks about like being psychic is just like kind of seeing the decision tree that yeah. fucking branches out into eternity. I think yeah. everybody has a little bit of that. And I think that that's what deja vu is, is fucking recognizing something you've already sort of perceived, even though you haven't experienced it. She wasn't talking about the Denzel Washington movie, Deja Vu? Is that the one where he goes back in time to Yeah, he keeps repeating everything. He's wearing a Hawaiian shirt, I think. Yeah. What's the one where he's in Jamaica? Out of time. Is that... What's... what's, What happened... What happens in Man on Fire? He's... He is saving a fanning... Do you have a... F- He's a bodyguard. If he was a man on fire, she was fanning the flames. And that's the last episode of Telefriends.
My favorite Denzel Washington movie is a little cliche, which is... Which one? Training Day. I fucking love Training Day. Yeah, that's a killer performance. It's killer performance. Got a jamming ass soundtrack. Fucking... It's got that shit. It's got, like, before they were, like, the Clips, Clips track on it. Yeah. And it's got fucking that Diddy track with David Bowie, This Is Not America. R.I.P. David Bowie. It's got... It's got... Yo, that shit's got jams, dog. It's got that Pharaoh Monch thing. Maybe I just like the soundtrack. <laughs> it sounds like you've got a lot more strong feelings about the soundtrack <laughs> yeah. than you do. I didn't hear Ethan Hawke's performance come up once. Uh, oh, Ethan. Do you think... Here's... Like, okay, so my contention is usually if there's a trilogy, the second movie is the best. Empire's clearly the best movie of those movies. It's the most exciting. Star Wars is still the best one. But I could make the Empire. Okay. Think of another trilogy. Matrix trilogy. It's good. Uh, what are the it th- doesn't fucking kick your ass. Like that's the, the thing about the first movie is it introduces the universe and kicks ass. I've thought of three in a row now that, I, that, that the second one hasn't been the best one for me. Back to the Future. Back to the Future 2 is awesome. Back to the Future 1 is maybe the best written comedy of all time no way back to the future 2 has got a hoverboard dog <laughs> it does it does have a hoverboard <laughs> you're right i take it back so i guess that's my thing is i'm are you should we be happy that there's no bad boys 3 because bad boys 2 is obviously the best of that trilogy even though the third one is unmade no i'll always <clears> take more bad boys yeah and for a word and just the idea can that i pitch you my fucking bad boys 3 okay hit me Mike Lowry and Marcus Burnett mm-hmm. are fucking abducted by the fucking brother or whomever of the of the dude with the house in Cuba. Okay. At the end of Bad Boys 2. They okay. fucking go get him and they wrap him up. And so, like, most of the Bad Boys is like a bottle episode. It's like them being tied back to back in a chair and, like, mouthing off with to, to the people. But so fucking Joey Pants and Vargas and Reyes then have to fucking rescue the Bad Boys. Uh-oh. Yeah, so it's like a lot of Vargas and Reyes. <laughs> you think that's what's going to sell on Bad Boys Three? Maybe that's maybe that's the, maybe the third act is them like yeah. revenging. Yeah. Because so far you only got one location for me. That's not the Bad Boys I know. <laughs> that's not my Bad Boys. My my Bad Boys get around. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> uh. God damn, I would watch a Bad Boys 3. Um, Lord of the Rings, the first one I think is probably the best one. All those movies are bad. No, there's a lot of charm to a lot of it. I guess I gotta watch those movies again. There's a lot of downtime, and there's way too many characters going a lot of different places. Yeah. Some things should not be movies. This is my thing. Some things, not everything has to be a movie. Your Precious Dude was a good movie. My Precious Dude? Dune. Dune. I want to make... What would be... Dune. <laughs> tell me about the movie called Your Precious Dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, star of Your Precious <clears throat> Dude. <laughs> precious Dude. <laughs> Two surfer kids. <clears throat> yeah. It's about their friendship. And one of them's... 
gay and doesn't know it. So it's Breckenmeyer and Seth Green. Yes. One's gay and hasn't come to terms with that. Which and one? And it's about... They're the same person, doesn't matter. They're this tight bond they have. Uh-huh. And relying on each other in their whole lives. Like, one has bad family that's never around. The other one has bad breath. And the other one has really bad breath. And is always breathing on people. And he's coming to terms with that he's actually not... He does. It's not just his best friend. It's the person he's in love with. It's his precious dude. <laughs> it's not like, oh, you're precious dude. No. It's not, that's not the vibe. He says, you're my precious dude. You're my precious dude. He says it one does it, Like, you're my precious, comma, dude? Yeah. Or, you are my precious dude. And they're both really into the Lord of the Rings movies, so they're always making... Ah, right, right, right. You're yeah. my precious dude. Yeah. What if it's a? What if that's Bill and Ted three? What if it's Bill and Ted three? Your oh, precious shit. dude. And they, yeah, that would be so good. I would fucking love that if they got together at the end and the princesses were fucking chill yeah, with they're it. Like, they're like, this, yeah, this, this was sense. meant to be. You guys Come should on. be together. That's great. I think we did. Yeah, that's the thing. Give us a call, Keanu. Three zero four five one eight James Keanu. It, it fit right in with our Wachowski <laughs> special episode we've had. <laughs> Ah, fuck. All right, we've got, you know, we've got one more call. Wow. Let's go ahead and take a listen to number four. Did we do Deja Vu enough? Yeah, we have no experience with it. But it's also... What? Happy New Year. Okay. We record these episodes a little bit before you hear them. Gotta edit them. Gotta get them ready. Hmm. Today is December, today is December 26th. One day after Christmas. Yes. This call came in today. It's not New Year's. No, nah, but this is when you start wishing somebody a Happy New Year. What's the last thing these people say? That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about this next part. Book money for the sale. Book money for the sale. Hit me again. Book money for the sale. Book money. What's the first? Bay Bay? Book money for the sale. Book money for the sale. By the sale. By the sale. Book money by the sale. Book money for the sale. If I could decipher what this is, person's saying, I think it's our new sign-off. Is <laughs> <laughs> uh, he say Bay Bay or AA? I think he's saying eh. Uh, uh, yeah, he's not saying anything. He's like eh, uh, making a noise. Like I'm getting ready to talk noise. Uh, book money for the sale. It's a hundred percent book money. Uh, book money for the. It's for sure book money. Book money by. Uh, book money for the sale. Uh, book money for the sale. <laughs> no, it can be. Uh, book money for the sale. <laughs> it can be anything now. It can be anything. Uh, book money for the sale. Oh, uh, book money for the sale. Uh, book money for the sale. Uh, book money for the sale. <laughs> You're a monster. Uh, book money for You're the sale. a monster. Ah, what the fuck is that person saying? Happy New Year to you too, caller. Thanks for calling. Uh, book money for the sale. Book money for the sale. Book money for the sale. Book money for the sale.
Yeah, I want to thank Taku for the use of his theme song, Supposed to Do, off the album Do What You Love. Man, I was ready that time. I was like looking at you like, if you kick it this way, I got it. <laughs> Yo, how fucking cool is it that Taku lets us use his kick-ass song? We get to email Taku again. Tell yeah. him to get in on this. I love that guy. Yo, we straight emailed Taku, and he was like, <clears throat> Dog, we were like, yo, can we use your shit? And he was like, yeah, dude, of course. Thank you for asking. Did, did, he, like, did, he, did he ring no stars? Did he peace and love us? Nah, he was just like... He said something that didn't like that. I don't know. I don't want to... Look, I think. Um, <clears throat> we've switched microphones. This one's harder for me to use. I don't know how you've been doing it for 11 episodes. Because I'm a professional. Because I'm a in, goddamn in my blood is a professionalism that <laughs> very few people reach. Scratch it out. Do you, when I scratch my beard or my I can hear head, I feel like an animal in like a in like a good way. Yeah, like I'm like a, I'm like a, I'm like a fucking animal. That's all we are, man. Big fucking animals. Except I think we're disconnected from the collective unconsciousness shared by most of the animal kingdom. And I think instead of being a part of that shared unconsciousness, we instead developed a fucking sense of narrative. And I think that sense of narrative is what we was why we perceive time as time instead of not that. I think, and I think the creators of Netflix original series Sensate, the Wachowskis, mm-hmm. would agree that life's about making connections. That we're all disconnected and all we need to do, all what important in life is making connections and understanding other people. What better way to make a connection than telling a friend about our show? 304-518-JAMS. Jams. Uh, what else do we say at the end? Thank you for listening. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for calling. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being a part of this shared podcast experiment we call Telefriends. You're all fine, Ernie Klein. <laughs> Austin's own. I was sitting on that one. See ya. What? What? (laughs) (laughs) This chair went back a good three inches further than expected. What's the What's the shit that you drive in the DeLorean? Work a DeLorean into the Ernie Klein signed off. It doesn't rhyme. No, but like you could do like a limerick. I I I could do a limerick. Yeah, I think you got a limerick in you. I'm not much of a limerick. Limericarian. You're more of a couplet. <laughs> Limericarian? <laughs> a limericist? Yeah. <laughs> Yo, we're on fucking Twitter. We're on Facebook. We got t-shirts. We got t-shirts. I want to send a special thank you to my wife. Your wife got us t-shirts. She got some. She got us some. Tell friends shirts. Look for them in the streets. Yo. Hot in these streets. We, we haven't, we're going to be having plenty of contests for shirts. <laughs> for fucking sure. Why not? Why the fuck not? The first one is name my child. So I want to say, first, name Casey's child. But Second, this is a very on, this is a long running contest. <laughs> I want to thank my wife for not only getting us t-shirts, but also um, sticking with me through that whole phone thing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the struggle's real. For sure. And then also, I want to thank you for listening. And, and uh, if you could rate, review, subscribe, that would be amazing. But really, the best thing you could do to keep our podcast tell going is to friends. tell your friends about it's it. It's right in the title. Tell a friend. Um. Hey, Bo. Yeah. Thanks, buddy. Hey, thank you. Have a good New Year. Let's get some fucking tacos. Let's get some fucking tacos, man. <laughs> Thank you.
love for all Line die in the fire where I learn the ball Uptown is the place where I lay my dome On the streets of the Bronx where my family roam Oh damn it we home Peter got a 9mm Player haters can feel the flame for my heater I never really liked to play a fool like that But I love to succeed See foes fall flat Flat like deja vu And I got another clip down a deja crew I sit pissed out Dumpy Mo with the pissed out Just cause I'm pissy don't mean you should miss down Keep them in the fitties and hundreds all arranged Anything less than that you keep the change Not filthy rich but bitch I'm barely broke Blessed with flows to keep you hooked like dope Friends call me guns, sons call me trife Cause the quick to slide off and slide this dick up in your wife And that's life, you should learn how to treat her I guarantee Peter knows how to eat her and beat her Niggas in the Bronx call me Lex Cause I push a Lex and I rock a Rolex And I lounge on Lex and I love sex And I wave texts on sets that be trying to flex Like Dex, nigga God rest your soul But when you're playing cards with guns it ain't no time to fold Ho. New York niggas got crazy game But out of town niggas is all the same Brooklyn niggas get crazy loot That's because when it's beat they ain't scared to shoot All them niggas know how to play Mac the 600 getting crazy pay Niggas out of Queens got shit on lock Strapped with the Glock running up in your spot But if it wasn't for the Bronx This rap shit probably never would be going on So tell me where you from Uptown baby, Uptown baby We gets down baby, for the crown baby Now if it wasn't for the Bronx This rap shit probably never would be going on So tell me where you from Uptown baby, Uptown baby We gets down baby, for the crown baby Yo, the RM8 is parked in a lot Right next to the Mercedes Keep the heat cocked for these blocks that are shady You're crazy if you walk around Thinking shit's gravy Stop me, maybe I'm living life flawless Making big investments On them A-class flawless And hoes call us I'm comfortable like Ricardo Two quarters of my life Walking roads tight and narrow Deep thoughts which I abide by Puffing high Got my mind's eye Point sharper than an arrow Getting high Keep your eye on a sparrow Riches like the pharaoh Bought a new five With the snitches for these hoes Trunk full of ammo Keep my toes close than most Niggas keep their own shadow And I strap for my foes Like a saddle I rock stones Other niggas rock gravel Talk shit Whatever have you, I'm from Soundview, Bronx most wanted, front get confronted, player we rolling deep in the 1.500s, like big eye, red eyed, mad blunted, you step outside and get blooded, have your whole block flooded with the Bronx, it's a warning, storm in, guns out from dusk till dawn, and it's on, no doubt, keep an eye on your bitch when I'm roaming about, and put an eye on your lip, nigga, watch your mouth, I'm from the Bronx, wipe your feet when you step in my house, cause you's a small time nigga, about a half an ounce now. New York niggas got crazy game, but out of town. Now niggas is all the same Brooklyn niggas got crazy loot That's because when it's beat they ain't scared to shoot All them niggas know how to play Back to 600 getting crazy pay Niggas out of Queens got shit on lock Strap with the Glock running up in your spot Hey, 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 book money for the sale